Today on Valentine's Day, Raquel and I are going to share a mildly different message. We're actually going to renew our vows to each other. Uh, We were married 26 years ago. Here's a picture from the good old days. Uh, This was just a week before our wedding, and um, isn't she beautiful? Yeah, she is. She really wants to get that hair back. I know that's... (laughs) Well, I spoke vows of commitment to Raquel 26 years ago, and I feel a whole lot better qualified to share vows with her today. After living together for 26 years, I know her a lot better. So I'm going to share some vows I've rewritten. But before I do that, I need to explain a little bit because there's a part in the vows where I reference a time in our life where we both kind of thought divorce was the only answer. And I just want to give you just a a little bit of the backstory on that because honestly, I think uh, it'll help all of us. During this time that our marriage was struggling, we visited Rick Warren's church out in California. He shared a message on the topic of marriage and commitment uh, that really just blessed my life. I mean, it totally really helped me. But honestly, the thing that was so shocking about it to me as I was sitting there is it was so strong on commitment to marriage, like this is till death do us part. He even used the scripture in the Bible where where God says, I hate divorce. I remember patiently waiting for Rick to apologize to all the divorced people, because, I mean, we understand the culture. I mean, 50% of us have been divorced, and he never did apologize for what the Bible said. And I left the service that day with two distinct things. Number one, a fresh commitment to Raquel and to my marriage, and I just needed that word of God to get spoken into my life. I needed it that strong. And the second thing I left with was a certainty that Rick had just lost at least 1,000 members. I was shocked to find out that the church actually grew after that weekend, and I didn't quite understand it. Until not long later, I heard Andy Stanley mention that there was only one sermon that he re-preached every year, the same sermon, and it was on commitment to marriage, how, how the Bible is so strong on this and how God is so strong that this is till death do us part. And Andy explained the reason he re-preached that every year is, number one, he said every married couple and single person needs to realize that this is the one thing that God draws a line in the sand and says this is, there's so much hanging on it. But he said the real reason, Andy said, that he kept going back to it every year is he discovered that it was the divorced people that were going and buying the CDs to send to their friends and family and children because they were the ones who had experienced the pain. He said that he had learned that when he shared that scripture where God says, I hate divorce, it was the divorced people saying, me too, the ones who had lived it and experienced that. So the very people that I was afraid of offending were the ones that were amening the loudest. Now, here's a scripture that Rick had shared on that day. Didn't the Lord make you one with your wife? Just, just that alone. I mean, can you say that? Say one flesh. I think we've all heard that from scripture, that there's something amazing. In God's, from God's perspective, there's something slightly more profound about marriage than we might understand. He's made us one. And then God goes on to say, I hate divorce, says the God of Israel the one who's guilty of violence. Now, one of the reasons I thought this was offensive is because I kind of felt like I was describing divorced people as violent, but that's not what he's saying. If you'll notice the first part of that scripture where God says we're one flesh, I mean, we all individually, our own human bodies are one flesh, and when your flesh tears, I think we refer to that as violent, don't we? I mean, if you're, especially if you were torn in half, I think you'd refer to that as violent, and it hurts. Now, friends, divorce is not the unforgivable sin for God, 
but it may be unforgivable for some people who can never heal from that tear. All sin may be equal, but it's not equally painful. Some hurts a lot more, and that pain is what God hates. You see, in God's economy, marriage is a bond that holds together a lot more than two people. It holds together God's plan for our own joy, our own blessing, in our own being, yes, in our home, in our children, and in society. There's so much more held together by marriage than we even realize. And I know a lot of people say, is marriage even important? Isn't it just a piece of paper? Isn't it just a government issue of a license? I mean, isn't living together just exactly the same? Friends, marriage is God's idea. It's God's idea. It's God's plan. It's the very first thing he established after creation. And it's black and white that for Raquel and I having Christ at the center of our hearts and of our home is, is, what, has brought, is, is what has kept us together, what has brought us through that dark time. And I'm going to ask Raquel if you'll come on up here at this time. We're going to share our vows. Uh, she's actually written them as well. We've both, we've both put a little bit of story into it before, so we're going to share a little bit to each other before we get to the actual vows. So Raquel, I know you're nervous. You love this part. <laughs> Raquel, how do I begin to tell the story of my love for you? For 26 years, you have been everything to me. I can't remember, honestly, what life was like before you, and to me it doesn't matter because you are my world. Okay, one of my favorite Bible verses is when Jesus tells us to forgive 70 times 7. I love it because I know that your commitment to God keeps you obeying him, which means you keep forgiving me and giving me more and more chances to be the man that God has called me to be. Because when I remember the boy that I was 26 years ago when we married, it kind of scares me. I just think, remember, I was an angry, prideful, immature kid who didn't appreciate you as I do now. <laughs> Years ago, I just couldn't understand that you were trying to help me, and in my insecurity, I was angry, and in that anger, I did and said things that I regret and things that have hurt you. I was so blind that I received your every word as an attack. I couldn't recognize support when it was even in my face. Now, you remember all too well that during those dark times, I threatened divorce more than once, and I'm sure that you were tempted to think that that may be our answer, but your commitment to me and to our marriage stayed solid. I think that if you were as blind as I was in those days, we wouldn't be here today. Through all that time, you continued to support me and our marriage and love me, and I want to thank you. Thank you publicly. I, I know that without your personal relationship with Christ, you would have never have made it. I'm very glad that Jesus was, was in your heart before I showed up, or we wouldn't be here today. Raquel, thank you for hanging on long enough till we could get to the place where I can make it up to you. I can't put into words how excited I am about our life today. I really do feel like we're living in heaven on earth. We've survived hell, so let's enjoy heaven on earth. <laughs> and I know it's only going to get better. It does. It just keeps getting better every year. It gets funner. Is funner a word? I don't think it is. Funner and funner. Raquel, you have believed in me. I've taken so many risks uh, in business and different things, and you've always supported me. Like when we moved here to start this church uh, with nothing, really, in the bank, with didn't know, <laughs> didn't know where we were going, just trusting God. I probably acted more confident than I actually was. And if you had doubted me, I would have sank. But thank you. Thank you for supporting me. Because of you, Life Church exists, and a lot of people are on their way to heaven. 
Your support is especially profound when I consider the fact that your father took, took you on basically the exact same journey when you were a child to the opposite northern corner of America, and both he and his church failed, but still you believed in me enough to go again. Thank you for your support. You have been and you are God's greatest gift to me, and I love you. Mikhail, I want to know, I want you to know, I obviously I appreciate your beauty as every husband does, but if somehow you were, your physical or mental cap- capabilities, you were to lose them, and you were unable to give me anything, I, f- I want you to know this. I, in my heart, believe that I owe you a debt that I could never repay, and I will stand with you for the rest of our lives, no matter what happens to you or to me. Raquel, for so many, so many of our differences that used to irritate me, still do, <laughs> but now I admire and I celebrate them in my wiser moments, and I recognize what God is doing in bringing us together. I love the way you handle our children. I never cease to marvel at the insights that you have into their lives. I can't count the times that I wanted to say something to David or Luke that was just wrong, and you always knew exactly what they needed. And now Rebecca has come into our world, and I don't have a clue what planet she's from, but I just do my best to love her, and I have no fear of her future because you are of the amazing relationship you have with her. You're just thank you for being an amazing mother. I don't know anybody like you. I don't know any other person that's been more willing to honestly face your deepest hurts, even your deepest sins, and I honor that. It's been extremely difficult, I know, for you, everything you've had to overcome, but the result is that you are a woman like no other. So with that, I speak these vows to you. Raquel, you've always been faithful to me, so with a grateful heart, I make these vows to you 26 years later. Firstly, I vow to cherish you as God's gift to me. I promise to carry your burdens and to ease your fears. I vow to help you in your weaknesses and to share your ups and downs and to defend your honor. I vow to die for you if it will save your life. I vow to listen to everything you have to say to me. I pledge to do whatever it takes to allow you to become all that God has shaped you to be. I vow to encourage the enormous gifts and potential that I see in you. I will support you as a speaker and as a minister of Christ in all the wonderful ways that God uses you to touch and to change people. Raquel, I promise that I will always be faithful to you. I don't want anyone but you, and I never, ever will be unfaithful to you. You are my first and only choice. I love you with all my heart, body, and soul. Raquel, my vow to you is to lay my whole life down for you. I love you. I now have that in writing and many witnesses. (laughs) And I wrote uh, some things as well. Mine are shorter. You can say thank you. Thank you. (laughs) Brian, these past 26 years tell quite a story, a story that includes much hardship, pain, and sometimes despair for both of us, but also includes endurance, commitment, love, and the amazing healing power of our God. We both came into our marriage very young, clueless, and with a huge set of our own personalized baggage. Then we spent the first several years together making our own matching baggage. The truth is we have had many difficult years, years where one or both of us have wanted out, 
wanted a much easier path and way. But I'm so thankful, Brian, that you sought God's will on so many occasions and not your own or the easy way. I'm thankful that you've continued to seek God's will in every area of your life, that you've been willing to overlook my many weaknesses and failings, and that you've continued to seek peace in our home and in our marriage, that you've been willing to make changes in your life. You are not the same man that I married. You are far much more a greater man, a man of integrity and a man of love. And because of your willingness to seek God, you have become an amazing man, a man willing to forgive, a willing servant, willing to overcome your weaknesses, and to continually give fresh starts. You are a great husband, a wonderful father, and a faithful servant of our Lord Jesus Christ. You are not perfect, but you are willing to admit your faults and seek forgiveness and to move toward change. You also have been a wonderful teacher to me. You have taught me so many things about what walking with God and serving him actually means. With your constant drive to know the truth of God's word, you have shown me what a relationship with God actually looks like. We may have had many more hard times than good for a lot of our years, but I can look back and I can see the gift of God in my marriage to you. And I am thankful to God for you for so many things. You have led us on this journey together to build a marriage, a family, and a ministry that would glorify God. You've not done it perfectly, but you've done it faithfully and with integrity. So thank you. So Brian, thank you for being a godly servant. And as we continue our journey, till death do us part, you first... (laughs) I recommit myself to you, Brian, and I vow to keep on loving you, to being your friend. I vow to continue to change to be the wife that God has called me to be to you. I vow to continue to rely on the grace and strength of God to be your friend, your ministry partner, and your wife. And I vow, Brian... To always look for the best in you. I vow to continue on this journey till death do us part. I love you. Awesome. Thank you. All right. Now, if you're going to put us on the spot, it's only right that we end our service putting every couple here on the spot with us. If you're here with your partner, yes, I'm going to ask you to do it. Stand up right now. Face your spouse. All right, there's more of you. Now, I'm having you renew your vows, so if you're not married yet, this might be mildly awkward to you. <laughs> Last service, I had a, two people that just met for the first time, and they just got married right there. <laughs> All right, um, if you're married and your spouse is here, here here's what I'm going to ask you to do first of all. First of all, will you look at your wedding ring? Everybody just look at your rings. Notice that this ring is an endless circle until it's broken by some outside force. And this is a symbol of the unbroken union that is to to continue in your lives. And by God's design, the only force strong enough to break that circle is death itself. So men, I want you to place your hand on your wife's left hand on this ring, fourth finger. And as you do, repeat this simple vow. 
with, I'm sorry, I give you this ring as a symbol of my commitment. And with it, I promise that I will always be faithful to you. All right, ladies, if you'll place your hand on your husband's ring finger and repeat these words. I give you this ring as a symbol of my commitment. And with it, I promise to always be faithful to you. All right, men, if you will repeat with me, I want you to say this with meaning. All right, here's what you say to your wife. Before God and all these witnesses, I take you to be my wife. I commit my life in love to you. I promise to treasure you above all others, to respect you and value our differences, to listen to you, and to serve your needs as best I can, to forgive you, and to be quick to ask for forgiveness, because I'm going to need it a lot. (laughs) I don't think you said that. Let's say it again, because I'm going to need it a lot. All right. To be your greatest supporter and encourager, to grow in loving and serving God with you, I love you with all my heart, and I will for all my life. With God's help, I'll make our home a place of joy as long as we both shall live. Ladies, I think they meant it. Raquel's turn. All right, women. Say this after me. Before God and all these witnesses, I take you to be my husband. I commit my life and my love to you. I promise to treasure you above all others, to respect you and value our differences to listen to you, and to serve your needs as best I can. To forgive you and to be quick to ask for forgiveness. I promise to be your greatest supporter and encourager. To grow in loving and serving God with you. I love you with all of my heart. And I will for all of my life. And with God's help, I will make our home a place of joy for as long as we both shall live. All right. Just hold your hands with your partner. I'm going to pray a blessing over your marriage. We'll wrap this up. Father, we just pray in the name of Jesus Christ. We know that none of us can truly have the oneness the love and the joy in our homes without your amazing grace. It's only by your amazing grace and your love poured through us that two can become one. It is a miracle, Lord, and we ask you, Father, in Jesus' name, to fill every heart represented here, every home, with your love, with your forgiveness. Heal hearts, mend past offenses. Give us all your grace to love, to commit. Lord, I pray that our children grow up seeing what commitment and love really is. It's not about perfection. It's about moving forward in your strength. So we pray for the grace to do exactly that. 
In Jesus' name we pray. And everybody says, husbands, you may kiss your bride.